Now, who doesn't love some good old-fashioned recruiting news to kick off your weekend? Well, we got a nice, juicy piece of uh, nuggets for you today here on the show. You are Locked On Boston College, your daily podcast on the Boston College Eagles, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Locked on BC. This is your host, AJ Black. I'm the editor and publisher of Eagle Insider. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sport, the official sports book of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit fanduel.com slash locked on today to get started. All right. As I said, it's football recruiting season. You know, this is around the time of the year where BC football starts to really get their teeth into some of the recruits that are going to really pursue moving forward, some of the names that you're going to want to know about. As they start to get recruits on campus for visits, they start to make new offers, and the relationships between the staff and those players really start to develop. On today's show, I'm going to look at one of the quarterbacks that I think uh, BC has a really good chance at, and he just announced that he's going to visit. We'll get into that in just a moment. Before we do that, I want to announce something really kind of cool that I'm going to do for this podcast. I am really pushing to get a 1,000 YouTube subscribers. If you are listening to this, help us get there. Why should you do that? Well, first of all, I'm going to give you great content. I do that every day. Second of all, I'm going to do a little bit of a giveaway here. I'm going to give away two home field apparel t-shirts, Boston College t-shirts, to uh, random listeners who subscribe to our YouTube channel. And I'll, I'll get into the details on how that's going to work, but we have to get to 1,000 before we do that. So hit the subscribe button before you finish today's episode so you are part of our army. All right, now let's get into the details here. Deuce Adams from Canyon uh, Canyon in Texas, Canyon High School. He's a class of 24 recruit, 6'2", 175. He announced on Thursday evening that he has set his visit date for Boston College on June 17th. Now, I thought, I did not think BC was going to have you know, a, a good chance of landing this kid. He has offers from Baylor. He has offers from Louisville and Cal Cal. I don't think is that big of a deal, but he also, he has a total of 13 offers and he's been doing the Texas circuit. So he's been around, you know, TCU, the Longhorns Baylor. He's done all those schools. I thought he might stay in the Texas area, but the fact that they're going to get him up and there's a potential that he's coming up this spring as well. That that's that bodes well for the Eagles. That bodes well if you're hoping to get this quarterback because this is the one position I'm concerned about right now in terms of their recruiting. Because I've I, I have broken down on our big board on Eagle Insider a lot of different positions. I think BC's in some good shapes, especially on the offensive side of the ball with some of the kids that they're looking at. Quarterback is the one I just can't get a good read on. They've got uh, some names out there. We said Ryan Puglizzi, but I mean the kids committed to Georgia. Is he going to come to BC? I mean, there's going to have to be some changes there before that happens. This kid, you're going to have to pull out of Texas. Now, truth be told, they pulled Jacoby Robinson, their 2023 quarterback, out of Texas. So it hasn't been not not it it isn't like completely out of the realm of possibility that this could happen. Now, the big difference, if you're if you're following the recruitments, 
is Jacoby Robinson was diamond in the rough, like to a T he had no offers. He had a lot of raw talent, but he didn't get much interest before he popped at BC. And that that's fine. There's nothing wrong with getting Jacoby Robinson because, um, you know, we had John Garcia of SI on here earlier uh, last year, and he went to the elite 11 and said, man, this kid has a lot of talent. That's fine. Deuce Adams is a different animal because he is already starting to get attention. He's going to be a guy that's going to be invited probably to the elite 11. He's a guy that has major offs. I had forgot to put in Washington state in that list too. He's a guy that you're going to want to have to, you're going to have to push for. So I am impressed that BC has been able to do this. I, 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 you know, there's other names of quarterbacks out there, but Deuce was one that I thought they got in early. They impressed him, and now they're in. And they're in the driver's seat because you get him on twice. You know, you're pulling it. It's one thing to get a recruit out of Texas to come and visit you. You have to pull him basically across country to do that, right? To do it twice shows a real dedication that this kid is really considering BC that this isn't just, Oh, I'm checking out Boston college, but I'm really considering it because I want to use my own dime to get there in the spring and then take an official in, in June to check it out. So I like this. And, and if you want to, if you want to get excited, I know folks sometimes, you know, we're, 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 we're in the doldrums of, of a three and nine year and everyone's feeling sorry for how BC or, or depressed, I think is a better term of how bad BC was last year. This Deuce Adams threw for 3000 yards uh, with 34 passing touchdowns and only six interceptions. And he also ran for 290 yards, 3000 yards in Texas. And I, I, and I'm not going to, to lie to you and say, I know the difference between the different Texas football leagues uh, for the high schools down there, but Texas high school football is a big deal. And he's thrown for 34 touchdowns down there. This is this kid's legit. This kid is would be a nice get for BC because you look at where BC has under Halfley has landed quarterbacks. Let's look at who they've landed. Okay, they start off with Matt Weave, who was a very 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 late quarterback. Kind of like let's see who we can get a flyer on. He he's he was the you know not really that not against him. It was just. In, an easy get. Then you get um, P, uh, Emmett Moorhead. I almost, I almost left him. Emmett Moorhead, who is going to be your starting quarterback. That is great. But if you look at how you know his recruitment, he had no offers because he hadn't played football really. So he was kind of under the radar. You go to Peter Delaportis, a little bit higher on the rankings. I mean, this is a kid that played for Pope John, but he really wasn't lighting the world on fire. He had a four-star, I think, on ESPN, if I remember. I know 247 didn't have him as a four-star. Again, not a not a bigger quarterback. And and he was probably he's probably the highest ranked BC quarterback. I'm almost positive that 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 Halfley has landed. Because Jacoby Robinson was not highly ranked when they landed him. Deuce Adams would be the biggest quarterback Jeff Halfley has ever landed. And not even a question. So this is a this is a recruitment you're going to want to watch because you want an exciting playmaker at quarterback maybe to chat you know figure out it you know you want to get a quarterback room full of guys that can do things so if you're not feeling that some of these other kids can do it get Deuce Adams in here and he can 
then you, you're starting to build some depth there. So he's a name I think you're going to want to watch for. And, you know, I, I look at him as, as the guy, like, you know, it would be really nice, you know, to go into that June official visit and land him, get that guy because then he can recruit for you because the quarterback is usually the cornerstone of any recruiting class. Now in a moment, I'm going to open up the mailbag and there was one listener in particular who has been doing an excellent job of asking some questions. And he had one really good one that I want to get to. We're going to get into that in just a moment, but legal betting is about to hit the state of Massachusetts. And if you have not done so already, you need to make sure you get your account all squared away on FanDuel. FanDuel is the official sportsbook partner of the NBA. And the NBA sport uh, is the midway point of the NBA season, and it's the perfect time to download FanDuel. They're America's number one sportsbook. New customers are going to get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bucks back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sports app. App, app it's safe secure and super easy to use then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scores and threes drained so check it out they have some great lines this weekend for the celtics game lakers whatever you want head over to bet, bet FanDuel, and it even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay so don't miss the chance to get your no sweat first bet up to one thousand dollars in bonus bets when you go to fanduel.com slash locked on that's fanduel.com slash locked on to learn more make every moment more with fanduel an official sports betting partner of the NBA locked on BCAJ black here. Now I want to give a shout out to Dennis Monahan. He's one of our great listeners and he loves to hit me up with questions and thoughts. And I said to Dennis, you got to keep these thoughts uh, so I can address them to our bigger audience. And Dennis is doing a great job of asking him. So he says, how do you think it would fly if BC walked away from the ACC, joined the ACC for football in the Big East for all other sports? Oh, and they're paired down the varsity sports to about 12 or so, added men's lacrosse, and signed a 20-year football deal with Notre Dame and Army, where they play those teams in South Bend and West Point three times and alumni once in a four-year cycle. We, we are who we are, and given this arms race in the Power Five, this might be where we could end up and have a really good athletic program. Leave hockey and hockey east. So this was interesting because this came up because there's a lot of realignment talk going on right now, and I know a lot of folks are, are really you know throwing a lot of crap against the wall to see what sticks. The, the truth is the ACC is hurting right now. And Clemson and Florida State are barking because they're not getting the money that they want. And I saw UNC is starting to bark. The ACC could be in big trouble. I saw an article that I put up on Eagle Insider about a potential merger between eight, the ACC and Pac-12. That would certainly fix a lot. Um, it would definitely bring in a ton more revenue. But I also saw um, a guy from The Ringer, and I don't have his name in front of me, saying that maybe the end game of all of this realignment is that you have like the football leagues basically all stay the same. You have the, you have the sec, the big 12, all that good stuff. And then basically all of the other sports dissolve into more of the regional sports. You go back to where things are and maybe the sec would hold on to a lot of stuff, but for teams like BC, Syracuse, Pitt, they go back to the big East for, the the basketball for basketball women's and men's for their olympic sports baseball you name it 
And I think that makes a lot of sense to me. And, and David Hale of ESPN agreed too. He thinks that might be where this all ends up. And I think that would be a really refreshing way of looking at how college sports is run. Football is an anomaly in terms of how the finances work. I mean, if you ever look at the numbers, football drives everything. So you want to put keep that kind of the way it is in terms of the, of, of the money deals. You want, it, you want it to continue to be the, the cash cow. But you, if, if anyone opens up the books and looks at how much of a drain the, the travel costs, all those other costs are for everything else, maybe except for men's basketball, it's a huge issue. And you could change a lot of that by putting all of those games into a more regional setting. Yeah, I love seeing BC play Duke. I like seeing them play UNC and it packs Conti for them. I'm going to, I'm going to get my old man on here and say, I remember though, the games against Georgetown, the games against Marquette, the games against Seton hall, Providence, you name the big East schools. Those games I think are easier to sell, especially basketball and would get you less. It would cost less money for travel and get more fans in the in the building. I would I I I think and I I support the end game of all of this is that BC stays in the ACC for football and then goes to Big East for everything else. I think that would work and I think it would be fun. I think once fans got over the the fact that it's kind of weird that things have changed. I, I I like the idea of playing a Georgetown, playing Providence more often. I don't care about missing games against Georgia Tech, Louisville, Florida State. Those games do nothing for me. I don't know the money piece of this. I don't know how that stuff works. I just saw David Hale point it out. I thought it was a really kind of a cool, nifty idea. So thank you. Um, and, and I don't want to go to the AAC. I don't. I, I mean, you want to kill BC football. Have them play Southern Florida, what Memphis. Uh, Temple and all these other crap schools for an entire season. I don't care how good they are. That that is just a recipe for disaster. No, 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 no. I, I no. I, I, I liked where you were going with that first part of it, Dennis. The football piece, I don't. And I, I think there's, you know, once BC gets themselves a coach that can coach and and can get things going on the field, you know, you could become the next pit who can kind of sneak out. A, a conference title if things go right. And then all of this talk about leaving the conference would, would go away, but thank you. Uh, he also has two other questions. We're going to go over both these. Cause I think they're good. I got another one. Now that Georgetown has cut ties with Patrick Ewing in the John Thompson era, what are the chances that Earl would be considered for the head coaching job on the Hill? Um, none. <laughs> uh, because I, I really, really think the that Georgetown's hiring Rick Pitino. Uh that that seems like it's it's the the end goal here. Earl Grant has done a nice job of building culture here, but Georgetown is going to try to hit a home run here. They can't go for a guy that's been 500 for the last two years. Their their fan base would kill them. Um you know, they're going to try like Ed Cooley. I saw his name listed. I saw Jeff Capel from Pitt. There was a bunch of big names. I don't. I don't think Earl Grant will be listed as a, an opportunity uh, as a op option at any coaching stop yet. I think he's fine. 
And then his final question, what is the over under on Halfley keeping his job? I say six and a half. He needs at least seven wins or he's gone. At least I hope he's gone. To be honest, he should have been fired after last season. But as you say, this is BC. Uh, yeah, seven seven wins to me has been the number that I'm sticking with. Uh, given the, the schedule that they have, they've got to win seven. And so that I think that's a great question. Now, that's our mailbag for today. We're keeping it kind of short. It's been a busy week with this ACC tournament. Uh, BC baseball won again against UNC Asheville, uh, Asheville, UNC Asheville last night. Uh, they've won 10 in a row, the most, uh, consecutive wins in BC baseball history. This is going after just a year or two years straight where everyone wants to talk about firing Mike Gambino. It looks like things are turning around, but it's a huge weekend for BC baseball as they face number 10, Virginia tech. If they win, two games, they're going to absolutely be ranked next week. They win one. It's kind of questionable, but that should be a fun series. And I'm going to start watching. I I have to say, you know, some of those games are just impossible. I don't have ESPN plus, but once they get those games so you can watch them, I'm going to be watching those games because they're a fun team right now. Uh, So BC baseball is hitting it up. Now, our final segment, I want to answer a question someone had about Quentin post and NIL is his visa status an issue for him getting paid and possibly leaving BC. We'll get into that in just a moment. Locked on BC. This is AJ black. So there's a group of fans out there that already think that Quinton post is gone, that he has already made up his mind. And, and I don't know. Um, because yesterday during the uh, post game press conference after the UNC massacre, he said he hadn't talked to the coaches yet. That's something he wants to talk about. And they, they misconstrued that into he's definitely leaving, which I just not, is not, is not what I read into what post said, but I definitely think there's a concern and there rightfully is going to be concern about post hitting up the uh, transfer portal based off of money, because he is a, he is a, a, a unicorn. He's a seven foot tall guy who can do things inside and shoot well from the three point range. There's going to be teams that want him, but an interesting point came up. As we all know, Quinton post is out of the Netherlands. He's here on a student visa. Now there are specific rules that govern how kids on student visas can make money that impacts NIL opportunities for Quinton post. If you remember, we had Mason Madsen on the show just a couple days ago, and he was advertising that new NIL project. The basketball team had, and who was one of two players that was not on that list, Quinton post. And I'm guessing the reason is, is because of his visa issues. He could get deported if he was to make money in a certain way. And so folks have been asking me, is NIL, oh, Post is on that list now. Uh, he wasn't when I last looked at it. Thank you, Mark. Um, but it's worth looking up. So I did some research. The Sports Business Journal uh, did did an article. It was just a couple days ago. I have it up on Eagle Insider under the Ask AJ column. If you had to be an Eagle, um, you have to be a VIP member to read it. But it says, NIL activities are not explicitly permitted or prohibited.
prohibited by law or by F1 student immigration regulations. And while the NCAA has indicated that international students can benefit from the NIL, it has outlined, outlined the need for such athletes to consult with their institution relating to, to maintaining their immigration status and tax implications. So uh, truth be told here, is there an answer to what we're asking? It, there is, but just like everything else in the world, it's, it's, it's kind of gray and we're not going to know the answer. That being said, reading between the legal mumbo jumbo, what's the one consistency that we've had about NIL since we've talked about it? I'm not talking about BC. I'm just talking about NIL in general, that there is not any regulations in general about NIL, that it's all kind of wild, wild west out there. You got to believe in the end that, yeah, Post could risk a lot of issues if his visa gets revoked. But you better believe that there's fan bases out there that have lawyers that can look at this and figure out a way to get him paid. So I still think it's a major concern that he leaves. I don't know anything in terms of um, has he been contacted? I'm sure he has. The, you know, this whole NIL thing is, is, is as, as some of the coaches say, is, is bad. There's lots of, um, you know, tampering and all that good stuff going on. So I don't know. I don't, there's no straight answer to this. But as I said, NIL, if someone's going to get him paid, they're going to figure it out. One thing I saw that someone had mentioned was as long as he's in his country, he can still be paid. So like he doesn't, as long as he's like not doing direct work in the United States. So why wouldn't some co like really rich booster just figure out a way to get money siphoned in through Amsterdam for him? You know what I mean? So I don't know we're, we're, this is again, I, I keep saying this is going to be the story to watch for this off season um, in terms of basketball that, you know, this is, this is what, differentiates BC going into next year as a potential bubble team and has, or has BC going back to, Oh, we got to figure out what our identity is again. So watch, watch out for this. We'll see what happens with post in terms of other players. I saw CJ Penna um, officially said his goodbye to BC and college basketball in general. He had a post up on uh, Instagram on uh, Thursday afternoon, basically saying I'm done with college basketball, blah, blah, blah. So he's gone. We have Makai Ashton Langford. Those those are two scholarships that will be filled by Fred Payne and Jalen Hastings. Now you have to watch to see what else happens. Does TJ Bickerstaff leave? Does uh, any of the other players that were lower on the bench do they leave? Does Mason Matz? You know who, who? It all depends on where these guys are at. And there's a lot of stuff that we don't see as fans and media members that may cause them to decide to leave. And we'll have to wait and see what happens because BC's already offering. Um, are, are, are BC's already contacting transfers. There was a kid uh, that I just put up on Eagle Insider that is a transfer uh, forward. I think I think he's a forward uh, from Towson that is uh, already been contacted by BC, and so they're they're looking at transfers. I don't know what Nicholas Timberlake uh, that was his name, and he's from Braintree, Massachusetts. Had a really big season for Towson this year. Uh, but they were already contacting them. So they must have some 
um, expectation of roster flexibility heading into next year. We'll have to wait to see what happens. All right. We'll be back on Monday. We'll talk about the baseball games this weekend. I can't wait to talk about Virginia Tech. Uh, get ready for, for spring practice to hit up again. It starts again on 14th. Um, and if you have not done so already, please, please, please hit the subscribe button on our YouTube channel. As I said, I'm going to give away two home field apparel t-shirts. Uh, they have some Boston College ones still up. Uh, to two lucky fan subscribers to our channel, but we got to get up to a thousand first. And so if you're listening to this and you don't subscribe, hit the subscribe button. Now, if you have multiple accounts, hit them on multiple accounts. It helps our channel grow. Thank you all so much. Have a great week again. We'll see y'all again soon. Take care.